0: Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty Be Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This is be your boy, Eddie Cool, aka the head of creative here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And welcome to another action packed edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. This week's episode, we're doing a little something different. You know, the head of creative was doing a little bit of traveling and everything, and he really couldn't focus into the Sports Bros Podcast like he wanted to. But one thing we did not want to do is give you a week where you didn't get to hear the head of creative the Almighty Live and the Money Man, Scotty D. So what we did, we just took uh, upon ourselves to uh, record from three different remote locations, and um, we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, coming up first is the Money Man, Scotty D, with some of his thoughts of the sporting events throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: What's up, brothers and sisters? This is the Money Man. Greetings from Myrtle Beach. I know we're all still buzzing about the Masters, which brings me to something I like to call Scott's Thoughts. Now, a few weeks ago on this very show, we talked about the athlete who we are most interested in watching, our must-see athlete. And we kicked around a lot of names, and we discussed some of the, the listener feedback and kicked around our own. I know Live mentioned Israel Adesanya, the UFC middleweight, who actually had a very impressive victory this past Saturday night over Kelvin Gastelum. And I know Eddie Cool mentioned the hefty lefty, the chubby former Kentucky quarterback, who had an impressive weekend at Golden Corral. Now, mine was... None other than Tiger Woods. And this past weekend, I think I was probably joined by America in that sentiment. I was not actually expecting Tiger to win the Masters this past weekend. I thought that he could possibly win another major, you know, over the course of his career. I didn't think he was quite there yet. But after his round on Friday, I started thinking, hmm, it could maybe happen. But nah, it's too good to be true. And then Saturday, he finished one off the pace, and I started thinking, man, this really could happen, but it's just too good to be true. And then Sunday came, and uh, as always, there's always intrigue at the Masters, but this year, you know, it was just with with Tiger out there in the red shirt playing like he was, was, the nostalgia was just kicking in, and the storylines were twisting all over, but it was vintage Tiger hitting fairways, making putts, electrifying the crowd. But even after he birdied the 15th and 16th holes, and he took a two shot lead. I was still thinking, this is too good to be true. I was nervous, especially you knowing Brooks Kepka was ahead of him. And uh, Brooks Kepka is a big time player. And um, I-, I just fully expected him to birdie one of those last couple holes and make it even more difficult. But then the unthinkable happened, and Tiger won the Masters. Man. If you, if, you, if you didn't feel something there, I, there's got to be something wrong with you. For the first time since 2008, he claimed a major. And, you know, the scene with his family afterwards where he's hugging his kids and they show the flashback to him hugging his dad, man, that turned back the hands of time and had me absolutely in tears. I think it showed not only his tiger back, but, man, he is still the most must-see professional in all of sports. Speaking of must-see athletes, my all-time favorite athlete is Magic Johnson, who last week quit on the Lakers. Not only did he quit, he didn't even call his boss and tell him. Now, I've been a Magic Johnson fan all my life, but th- now this is twice he's quit on the Lakers. And I'm not talking about retirement as a player. I'm talking about he quit as a head coach, and now he quit as an executive. And I have to admit, I, I am actually... Really disappointed because it seems like when the going gets tough, Magic disappears. I think, honestly, Magic felt like when he joined the Lakers, it was going to be showtime all over again. He was going to be attracting the big-name free agents. And early on, it looked like he was going to be right because he landed the biggest fish in the NBA when LeBron signed. Problem is, I just don't think he ever really was fully committed to a game plan. I think he just thought, you know, him being out there, getting LeBron out there, the big-time players are just going to flock there. And he kind of went away from the from the rebuilding game plan and let a couple young players go and stunted the growth of the players he had there. And honestly, I think he undermined Luke Walton. So I have to tell you, as much as I love Magic, and I will always love Magic as a player, uh, there's a definite disappointment because instead of trying to fix this mess that he got into... He he quit. He walked away from it. He didn't tell Jeannie Buss he was leaving. He didn't address the Luke Walton situation before he left. He he kinda left that in Rob Palenka's lap. And uh as as an executive, I just think that he should have saw that through a little bit. So I'm a little bit disappointed. Um like I said, I'm I'm always gonna love Magic. He's always gonna be my favorite Laker, but for the go- to see Magic Johnson when the going got tough for him to get going, definitely was uh, definitely very disappointing. Speaking of disappointed, could you imagine how disappointed you would have been if you were a Chicago Bulls fan in the nineteen ninety six historic season where they won seventy two games, lost only ten, if they would have lost in the first round to the Miami Heat? How disappointing you would have been. Well, that's what the Tampa Bay Lightning seem to be facing right now. They have won 62 regular season games, tying an NHL record, but they're 0-3 out of the gate in the playoffs, blowing a three-nothing lead in the very first game. And uh, not only not only have they dropped to 0-3, but so have the Pittsburgh Penguins, who won the Stanley Cup in 2016 and 17. The NHL playoffs, anything can happen, man. I've seen eight seeds go on to win the whole thing. I've seen teams come back from 0-3. Tampa Bay is one of those teams that could do it, but if they if they don't get it into gear, they're going home early. And, uh, and the Penguins as well. And uh, I hate to say it, but the door could be open once again for the Washington Capitals, who I don't root for. Finally... I want to talk about Chris Davis real quick here, or as the bros called him last week, Crush Davis. When we talked last time, he needed two at bats of not getting a hit to break the all time hitless streak. He got that and then some, and he went on to 54 straight hitless at bats before he got three this past Saturday against the Red Sox. So, good for him, I guess. I heard ESPN saying. Hey, you got to feel sorry for the guy. Well, I I don't know if I feel sorry for him. I'll I'll tell you who I feel sorry for. I'll, I'll give you two. First of all, Orioles fans, because they're the ones that are paying to watch that mess. And the second one I feel sorry for is me. And the reason is because from last September 14th to this past Saturday, Chris Davis, Crush Davis, had the same amount of Major League hits as me. But I'm going to tell you, Crush Davis got a better paycheck. He might be eating lobster while I might be eating spam burgers. So if you go that long without a hit, I'm not going to feel bad for you. It might be time to change your name from Crush Davis to Coach Davis and sit on the bench and watch baseball with the rest of us. Sorry, just don't feel bad for the athlete whenever he goes 0 for 54. And still makes a ton of money. And I'm just talking about him. Sorry, Crush Davis. I guess good luck to you the rest of the season. Guys, just a reminder. Uh, I know we didn't come together as uh, the sports bros usually do this week. But in the, in the last episode, we talked about... Uh, we threw it out there, uh, our interactive section. We asked our listeners, what sporting event... Would you like to attend, if you could attend, any sporting event, and why? I mean, the Masters this past past, uh, weekend would have been a great one. The Final Four, always a great one. But just let us know what you think. We really appreciate the feedback we've been getting so far in our short Sports Bros. lifespan, and keep it coming. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. See you next time. The Money Man, over and out.
0: Now, you see here, Scott, that's going to be the last time that either you or b will be bagging on me about selecting Jared Lorenzen as one of my must-see athletes. See, back then, he was must-see, because like I said, a dude of his size and stature doing what he does, or doing what he did on the field, in Kentucky, on Saturdays, way back when, he got my respect. I ain't mad at him. Now, not as much, but I'll hold on to the memories. Also, 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 I'm also excited about Tiger Woods as well too, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sheesh! Oh man, they need to get, get it together soon as possible. Coming up next, we got the Almighty Be Live.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this be your boy, the Almighty Be Live, one third of the Sports Bros Podcast. Coming to you for episode 6 of the Sports Bros Podcast. And we're going to do things just a little bit differently. We're at our respective remote locations. And unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we're not able to meet up and give you the podcast that we normally do. But we're going to come at you with three different angles this week talking about the topics that you want to hear what's happening in the sports world this week just i mean there's no surprise what we're going to talk about a couple of topics because i'm just going to jump into it if you did not see sunday afternoon the master tournament the masters tournament augusta georgia you miss one of the greatest comeback stories in the history of all sports. I want to start off by just congratulating Tiger Woods. He has gone through so much adversity. There's a lot we can talk about. You can accuse him of this or that. But one thing you cannot take away from the man is that his talent for the game of golf and he is absolutely transcended the sport. He has changed it tremendously. There are quite a few people in this world that would not be watching the game of golf if it was not for Tiger Woods. And man to see him in action once again, it was a work of art. Because it was one of those things where He put himself in contention to be two, three strokes back for a lot of golfers that might be an insurmountable task. But just to know that Tiger Woods is close, I absolutely call that the Tiger effect. And you saw it on Sunday. Man, there were so many lead changes. There were so many hopefuls so many that they one hole they stepped up to the plate they they were up top next hole just fell completely apart some names are familiar some are newcomers that will definitely be there so i want to just take a moment i mean brooks kepka he's been one of the top um tier golfers in quite um for a while now so, I mean, he was up there, and to him, Francesco Molinari has um a few um, tour victories in his belt as well. A couple names I have not heard of. Um, Patrick Cantley was sniffing up at the top, was the leader for a couple. Of, like, he made an incredible, incredible eagle shot, if I'm not mistaken, to take over the lead when we were doing a little shuffling. And speaking of shuffling, I'm going to try to pronounce his name correctly. Xander Shofele Shofele, maybe. Again, I'm not a professional. I'm trying. He was up there. He is going to be a force to be reckoned with. He is very, very talented. But there is only one. Only one Eldrick Tiger Woods. And when I say he was in the zone, in the zone, I called it. I called it, I want to say it probably was whole 14, 15. I think think it was 15. It was either, I think 12 was the first double bogey by Molinari because Molinari was up by three strokes. Um, in the final round, in the fourth round. And I was like, okay, Molinar is looking sharp. But then that double bogey, I think it was at 12. I was like, "Uh oh, and then Tiger tied him up. They were at 11 under for a short period of time. I was like, and then just seeing the way that Tiger struck the ball. And I think it was the 16th hole where Tiger absolutely just, it was a par three and he put it within two feet of the hole or something like that. Work of art. I said, it's over. It's a wrap. That's it. You can tell when an elite player is in the zone and just nothing can go wrong. I mean, even the mistakes Tiger was making, he still made his way out of, I mean, it was just, it was a work of art. First, major win in eleven years first master's win in fourteen years he had a tour victory last year in September but the comeback story of the ages forty three year old tiger woods after um after the divorce after losing his sponsorships after just at he lost a lot. He spent time. He got arrested. Oh, I, everything that could have went wrong was going wrong for Tiger Woods. Four different back surgeries, injuries. He just overexerted himself. But the man came back, and he came back with a vengeance. Congratulations, Tiger Woods. What a feel-good story. 22 years ago, he won his first Masters victory, and his dad hugged him. This year, he got to hug his son after his Masters victory. What an amazing, amazing story. I could talk about the Masters all day, but you know what? I've got to broaden my horizon just the slightest bit. 'Cause there's some stories that I could tell you about. I'm let me see. Do I wanna go NHL or NBA? Do I wanna go Stanley Cup or basketball first? Uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna talk a little bit about basketball. Then I'm gonna go, and go to the NHL and then I'm gonna finish off with basketball because man, I'm gonna go back and forth. I w I wanna set it up that way. So, a couple of games I watched. I haven't had the chance to watch all of the um, first, um, game ones of the um, playoffs in the NBA, but there's a couple that really stick out to me. First things first, the Toronto Raptors, the moves that they made, the Kawhi Leonards in the world and they still lose to the Brooklyn Nets did the Brooklyn Nets even have a winning record let me let me let me gts that let me google that stuff let me figure out but either way the pressing story about the fact that they lost to the Brooklyn Nets. Wasn't the fact that they lost. I mean, any team can lose on any given day. But the matter of fact that once again, Cal Lowry does not show up in the playoffs. And this one was an epic, epic failure. As a starting guard in the NBA, in the playoffs, for you to have. Zero points, not even a free throw that is mind blowing to me. I cannot believe that that just happened, so ah, uh, Toronto I was man I just I don't know what to take. It's only game one so I'm not gonna jump on that dumpster fire disaster train just yet. But Toronto, Kyle Lowry, zero points? Bruh, you can't you can't do it. You can't do it. You gotta come back with at least 45. That's gotta happen. I'm not gonna lose faith in you, Toronto. You're one of my picks. It's this has gotta be it. This has gotta be it. You gotta make some noise. This is this could be it. But then again, you might end up running into that juggernaut. That is the Milwaukee Bucks the Greek freak Giannis at go. yeah I said it wrong I he know who he is y'all know who he is The man they started off playing in Detroit Pistons just with a 20 to 4 run off rip like in the first 4 minutes I look up at the TV screen I'm like oh boy This is going to be a blowout. And yes, it was. I mean, Detroit did not stand a chance. And it's, I'm telling you right now. I think, I think, Milwaukee wins it all. I'm just, something about that team and their youth. I mean, they are quiet, I mean, quietly produced the best record in all of the NBA. It wasn't Golden State. And it's just, I think, honestly, as much as Golden State is just pure firepower, et cetera, et cetera, I just think there's been glimpses of where the cohesiveness and the, the chemistry, the teamwork is not there like it used to be. Then again, they they Golden State did what they were supposed to do, but I really I'm my I might might go to Vegas, might put a bet on Milwaukee because I know they will be the overwhelming underdog. I know I might make some make some coins, some guap if I bet on the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's I, I'm going to do that. That's gonna be my pick. To win the NBA title this year. But speaking of overwhelming and underwhelming favorites. Oh my God. Let's switch over to the ice. Let's switch over to Stanley Cup. What in the world is going on. In Tampa Bay and now Columbus. Ohio, the Tampa Bay Lightning put together. I've tried to do the best of my research because the NHL season has varied here and there. But for an 82 game season, the Tampa Bay Lightning won. I think they tied for the the record for most wins all time in one season. They were the best by far by over 20 points, if I'm not mistaken. And now, they lose their first two at home. And then, they lose again in Columbus. They, they're one game away after winning all of everything that they did. I think, um, let, me, let me let me look this up. I'm going to take two seconds. Because, see, usually on our podcast, we have a little back and forth. But now I'm just recording by myself. I got to look it up. I got to take this pause real quick. The, yes, Tampa Bay had 21 points more than the closest team, which was the Boston Bruins. They lost 16 games. All season. Let me take that back. Make that 20. Because of overtime losses, But they still get a point for that. 62 wins. And then they turn around. And lose their first three. In the playoffs. The regular season. Means nothing. If you can't get it done. In the postseason. Period. Point blank and we're about to witness we're about to witness quite possibly an epic collapse I'm going with little John and the Vegas Golden Knights again just because I just I, I want to feel good story when it comes to that I but I need my storm surge my Carolina Hurricanes my bunch of jerks Oh, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. We need to take the lead in a game. The game's coming to Carolina. It's happening Monday night. It's happening. I need them. I need need the celebration. I need all the energy. Come on, Hurricanes. I need it. Category 5, let's make it happen. But the biggest story, I'm going I'm to take a step away, playoffs, playoffs. I mean, this is just a beautiful time of the year. The Masters, springtime, NBA, NHL, even Premier League, there's a lot going on. But I just cannot, I cannot just let this go what in the world is going on in the city of angels los angeles the lakers the lake show i don't even know if there's any lakes in los angeles they need to change the name watch the movie basketball for that origin i think it was minnesota somewhere in um, the Minneapolis Lakers, and they, they moved to L.A., and to move back to Minneapolis. Who knows? But, man, oh, man, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening in L.A. right now. Magic Johnson just basically gave the Lakers organization and Jeannie Buss the middle finger and said, you know what, This y'all, y'all doing too much. Our team is worse now than it was before. We have not made the playoffs since I became president of basketball operations and the Lakers. I do all of this crazy stuff to get LeBron to L.A., make some veteran moves, such and such, to get John Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, To put together a team to win a championship. And we don't even make the playoffs. Is it coaching? Yeah, we don't know. But maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I don't get to make half of these decisions that I want to. And so you know what? Not having fun anymore. Gotta go, dog. Gotta go. And Magic Johnson goes in front of the camera first. He doesn't go to Genie Bus. He doesn't discuss it with anybody in the organization. He's like, let me get them cameras in front of me. Yeah. Gotta go. Not having fun anymore. Screw you guys. I'm going home. I got the Dodgers I'm going to take care of. I got money on top of money. I got my son in his fashion line. I'm good. I ain't going to talk about the memes that I've seen on there because I could laugh about that all day. Some people might deem it inappropriate. So you know what? I'm going to leave that alone for the podcast. Might be part of what happened Wednesdays. We'll see. But then on top of that, two days later, they fire Luke Walton. Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors, like that, I it's a dumb decision. Luke Walton knows the game, but I'm gonna tell you the exact reason I said it a long time ago. I think they got rid of the strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers as well because there's they're saying there's too many injuries. Everybody got hurt, and it's it's like freak injuries. It's not something that norm is not normal wear and tear. So I mean. You did have Lonzo Ball, LeBron James. I think Brandon Ingram was out for quite a bit for a spell. Like, there was a lot of injuries. So, strength and conditioning coach. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. And I said it well before. I said it as soon as it happened. When the name was put on the dotted line. LeBron James, four years, $153 million. I said it. LeBron James is not going to the Lakers for basketball. I'm pretty sure I said it in that exact intonation. He's not going to the Lakers for basketball. He's going for entertainment. Hollywood, Hollywood James, Hollywood LeBron. That's why he went to the Lakers. Period. Point blank. That's your problem. You brought over these other guys with LeBron with all this youth and talent that's on the Lakers. You completely reshaped the team They had a little bit of momentum with the youth. I mean, Josh Hart was the G League MVP, a summer league MVP. Lonzo Ball is Lonzo Ball. The dude is talented. His daddy, shut up, let the boy play ball and freaking, I mean, you get to see what he can do. He has incredible court vision. He will develop a jump shot, a better jump shot, I believe, I'm telling you, Brandon Ingram is a freak athlete. Kyle Kuzma is, I mean, nasty with it. But you'd rather have the likes of Lance Stevenson and Ray John Rondo. And then, the fatal mistake that they did. Fatal. Finished them. Was the fact that They wanted to ship everybody away to get Anthony Davis. Now you got a whole bunch of people in this locker room because the New Orleans Pelicans they said, "Nah, nah, we good. We're gonna wait to the end of the season when we can get many more options." Smart Pelicans, smart. Even though the GM of the Pelicans got fired as well, I mean, just eh, I think it was a smart decision. The Pelicans did make the playoffs. They're gonna lose Anthony Davis anyway, but they at least least figure out if you got some more options on the table. Anywho, now you got a whole bunch of players in the locker room that are like, well, they, the Lakers don't really want me here." So you know what? Yeah, don't really like LeBron because LeBron does what LeBron does. He ain't made none of us better. He's talking to his agent and on the phone and he's not developing our skills and everything. He's here for Hollywood. The locker room was an absolute disaster. Lakers, it will be a long, and I mean very long time before you return to glory. Those are my points and topics for Episode 6 of the Sports Bros Podcast. But this be your boy, the Almighty. Be Live, one-third of the Sports Bros Podcast. We're looking forward to hearing from our listeners. We're looking forward to getting some sponsors. Yeah, I'm out there. We trying to get that money. But each and every week, we want to bring you the sport topics that matter. We appreciate you. Holla at your boy. Yes,
0: sir. As always, my co-host, the Money Man, Scotty D, and the almighty Live. They do a stellar job as far as coming through in a time of need. Because to be honest with you, we had no idea how we were going to make this episode happen. But with a little bit of ingenuity, know-how. And good old technology, we made it happen. You can't stop us. You can stop us. You can only hope to contain us. So shout out to both of them. Well, I guess that leaves me, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, to opine, conversate, talk about some of the happenings of the sports events during the past week. Of course, Tiger Woods wins the 2019 Masters. Now, it's his first majors win since 2008. Back then, he won the U.S. Open. He now has 15 majors and his fifth green jacket. Now, could Tiger be nipping at the heels of the Golden Bear, Jack Nicklaus, at the record of 18 majors? Some say he is. Some say he isn't. But for nostalgia purposes, I'm just happy to see Tiger slip on another green jacket, pump that fist, wear that red Nike polo shirt, and do what Tiger does, get them dubs, get those dubs. I mean, think about it. Over the past ten years, have been tumultuous in the personal and professional life of Tiger Woods as well. Too, he overcame career-threatening back surgeries, which would really have took anybody out, but not Tiger Woods though. And the fall from grace. Uh it all started with his 2009 DUI, this infidelity issues, divorce scandals, and everything. But somehow, some way, Tiger found a way to come back and keep keep clawing, keep pounding, keep pushing. Tiger just never gave up. When everybody else counted him out, he didn't count himself out. And him having perseverance, that's what counts. And what do you know? He has this one, two, three, four, fifth green jacket in the Masters. Tiger was hitting the ball well, he looked focused, and just like I said, you cannot count him out. Throughout the whole tournament, it looked, you know, it was you had a lot of new faces. A lot of new faces and a lot of new people trying to make their claim and get their put their name in the record books and the annals of time and win their first green jacket. But Tiger said, uh uh-uh, I ain't having no parts of that. Let me go ahead and get this fifth green jacket. So uh yeah, um I think on this very podcast, me and the Almighty Be Live, we did predict Tiger Woods to win it. So uh we was right. And if we were betting betting people, we would have won a whole lot of money. Believe you me, a Whole lot of money. Speaking of money and messes, ah, the mess that is the Los Angeles Lakers, the real life soap opera drama fest. All right, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. The Lakers did not make the playoffs this year as they finished with 37 wins, 45 losses, a bunch of games back. Magic Johnson resigns as the Lakers president of basketball operations. Wait a minute, if memory serves me correct, didn't he say he was gonna give this two years and then he dipped? But from the looks of it, he dipped a year early. Hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Maybe Magic saw something that we didn't see. Who knows? Also, Lou Walton, he gets Candace's coach and then turns right back around and gets hired by the Sacramento Kings as their new coach. Now, as the season went on for the Lakers, it looked pretty good. You know, I think they were in fourth place around Christmas, and then once LeBron got that groin injury and everyone else started getting hurt, like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, they pretty much just fell apart and haven't been able to recover since. Also, openly talking about Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans and trying to get him a deal over there, which in turn, which required a proposed trade where you got rid of all your young talent to get one Anthony Davis. And I'm pretty sure that disrupted team chemistry as well, too. I also wonder if that could have led to Magic Johnson resigning as the president of basketball operations for the Lakers. It's nuts. It's crazy. I just don't understand. There's a whole lot of moving parts, a whole lot of frustration and confusion. It's crazy. So the team never got back to where they once were. And um, they didn't make the playoffs this year. And they will have plenty of time to figure out how to recover from this debacle of a season. Um, As we have stated before, or as many people have stated before, LeBron going to the Lakers, he ain't got nothing to do with basketball. Hollywood, LeBron James. Am I mad at him at this point in his career? Not necessarily, because when you get a certain age and you can't bounce that ball as hard as you used to, shoot as sharp as you were, jump as high as you could, you got to have a backup plan. And um, for LeBron, his backup plan is in Hollywood, so I'm not mad at him about that. But you're here to play basketball. You have to stick to what got you here in the first place. They brought you here to play basketball. So you got to play ball. So, um... The hope well, I hope the Lakers can get this mess figured out as as soon as possible because this is a very storied franchise. And it's tough to see the Lakers not in playoff contention, not in the playoffs, not in basketball talk, because these are the Los Angeles Lakers, previously known as the Minneapolis Lakers, because as B-Live stated, ain't no lakes in L.A., unless you want to count the L.A. River. But that's neither here nor there. So, um, yeah, it's just a whole lot going on, and hopefully they can get the um, organization back together. Story franchise. And it's bad to see them like this, but hopefully Scottie D's LA Lakers can get their mess together. Speaking of more messes, you remember that guy that played for Pittsburgh named Antonio Brown, who got traded to the Oakland Raiders and got a nice-sized contract and returned the Steelers very much didn't get nothing? Yeah, he's back in the news again. This time it involves former teammate Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, if you got some time, I want you to sit down, grab your cup of coffee, grab a shot of yak, grab your mouth, whatever you prefer, and go on this wild ride of athletes, egos, and Twitter. Are you ready? So this all started when Juju was named the team MVP over Antonio Brown for the 2018 season. I guess a former Steelers fan decided to put it in Antonio Brown's face. But look, he was the MVP of the team. You weren't. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Yeah, real funny. And what that did was started a firestorm of mess. Antonio Brown went to Twitter and he said, and he tweeted, Emotion. Boy, fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind. Too busy making guys famous. Not enough reality reality these days. By the way, check the list. In turn, Juju Smith-Schuster responded, All I did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got into the league. I was genuinely happy for him when he got traded to Oakland And got a big money contract. And now he takes shots at me on social media. Crazy how that big ego got to be to take shots at people who show you love. SMH shaking my head. And then Juju replied with a Mark Twain quote. And it said, never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Yikes. Ouch. Spicy. Spicy. And then Antonio Brown took it another level when he revealed a personal text with then-University of Southern California wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster just shooting a text to Antonio Brown. Hey, man, I see you one of the best to ever do it. Do you have any advice for a young and up-and-coming wide receiver like myself? See, that's what you're supposed to do. When you're young, you look to older and more successful people to learn the tricks of the trade so that way you can be successful as well, too. It was cool at that time, but now Antonio Brown is just digging up old things such as that text message, which is supposed to be a private moment between the two. Does privacy exist? Ah, not so much, according to this. Then out of all people, with all this mess going on, former Steelers running back Rashard Mendenhall He threw his two cents in. Now, Rashard Mendenhall played for the Steelers for about five years. And he also played with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think he also played with Antonio Brown for a short time. Um, Mendenhall retired and now is a writer for the hit HBO sports drama series, Baller. So, um, shout out to um, Rashard Mendenhall. And he tweeted, all right, I'll end the mystery. B, Big Ben, B's are racist. And Antonio Brown is black. He had to catch balls from a racist quarterback. Every honest player knows it. It's not a big deal. He was just supposed to take his licks and move on like a slave for real. I'm going to tell you what this sounds like. This sounds like Antonio Brown being a bitter ex. I'm going to tell you a little something about me. When it comes to exes, I'm through with them. I'm done with them. I'm not rehashing old tweets. I'm not reposting old Facebook photos. I'm not right here singing. I want that old thing back. No, uh-uh. no, 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 no. It's almost like they never existed to me because I can't move forward by looking at the past. Somehow, some way, for Antonio Brown, this doesn't resonate to him. It's like, okay, you got, you got what you wanted. You got out of uh, out of Pittsburgh, you went to Oakland, you got your money, and you still taking shots, and you still taking barbs. I'm not going to lie, Antonio Brown. I'm looking at you very differently. I'm looking at you very suspect. Could you be a drama king? Do you just talk to hear yourself talk? Like, what are you doing? You should be focused on football. I can see if Juju was doing stuff to you, was bashing your name. The only thing he did, like he said, was give you respect when you enter the league, and also try to look up to you as a mentor to be good, just like you. But for some strange reason, that didn't register. And whatever issues you had with Ben Roethlisberger, it came to surface. Now you have an issue with an ex-teammate. I just hope that Antonio Brown has a Good season with the Raiders this upcoming year. Because if he doesn't, <laughs> you best, Buku, believe that he will hear about it. He will get an earful. Hey, remember that time during the off season when you spent time fighting with your former teammate for no legitimate reason? Now, I'm not saying I'm going to know it all, and I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but this makes you look real suspect, Antonio Brown. Egomaniac. Yeah, we're starting to see the ego. You come in the league, as average, then you work your way to get good, and then you get a case of the big head. You get your money, and now you get this big ego. I'm surprised your head, that jacked-up haircut, and the world's ugliest blonde-dyed mustache can fit through the door. Am I mad right now? No, not necessarily, but I'm going to tell you what. This is a very, very sloppy way to handle this situation. Hey, Antonio Brown, take a page from the book of cool. When you leave a relationship, keep going and don't look back. And speaking of looking back, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they look like they are all flash and no sting in the playoffs. They are currently down 0-3 to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, we've talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning and their feats on this show, and let me give you a brief reminder, did, because I'm pretty sure that Be Live and Scotty D did as well too. Tampa Bay is 62, won 62 games, lost 16, and got four ties in the regular season. They didn't even lose 20 games during the regular season. In 82 game season, they compiled a record of 62, 16, and four. I am a firm believer that when you have those record-breaking seasons, where you're records, especially wins and everything, and then you go to the playoffs and you don't win, as far as I'm concerned, the season is null and void. You're playing all this good hockey for nothing. Hopefully, Tampa Bay can get it together because they are one of the favorites to win this year's Stanley Cup. Also, leading scorer, Nikita Kucherov, got it right in the first time, was suspended game three for boarding, a legal hit to the head. You know, he took a stick and just hit him in the head because the NHL is also serious about taking hits to the head as well, too. Um, yeah, He was suspended for game three. No, was he suspended for game three? No, he was suspended for one game, but then came back game three. So, also, they're the walking wounded right now. Victor Hedman, he was injured. Also, Anton Strahlman and Alex Killorn, they're also day-to-day. If Let's hope that Tampa Bay can write this shit because down 3-0, you're staring down the barrel of a gun. What you gonna do? You gonna milk, you gonna mildew. But once everyone comes back, and everyone is healthy, let's just hope that they can turn this ship around. If not, this season is just like many other record-setting historic seasons without a championship, null and void. Speaking of someone who won't be null and void, Russell Wilson stays in Seattle. You know, when I woke up this morning to record this segment, they were like, you know what? Russell Wilson might be on his way out. Uh Uh-uh, not so fast. He signs a four-year deal worth $140 million with the record $65 million signing bonus. This also includes a no trade clause. $100.7 million is guaranteed. According to ESPN and NFL Network, $107 million is guaranteed. His $35 million a year will top Aaron Rodgers $33.5 million a year as the highest paid player in the league. Now this contract runs through 2023. And if he didn't sign this contract, he was entering the last year of a four year, $87.6 million deal. If you ask me, I think Russell Wilson is worth every single dime because post Legion of Boom era, Russell Wilson has been keeping the Seahawks in games with his arms and his legs. He even won them a Super Bowl. People want to say, "Ah, well, you know, defense had a role playing it. Yes, but you got to put up points to win in the Super Bowl. And that's what Seattle did. They won the Super Bowl. And I think that if you know like I know, you would try your best to keep Russell Wilson around. There have been things said about him, oh, he's too small, he's too this, he's too that, he can't do this, he can't do that. And whatever they said that he couldn't do, he wound up doing it and then some. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. In each of his seven seasons, they've had a winning record. Two trips to the Super Bowl. and In 2013, they won the Super Bowl. So I feel that it is in your best interest to keep a guy like Russell Wilson as close to you as you possibly can, because if you don't keep him, what other options do you have a quarterback? You know the quarterback market is thin, especially for a top-tier quarterback. People don't consider Russell Wilson as top-tier, but hey, he goes out, he gets the job done, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and when he does, he tends to correct his mistakes and moves forward and does the best that he can to put his team in positions to win every single game. Also speaking of games, to our listeners out there, we also want to ask you, what are your bucket lists or sporting events that you want to attend? Come through, check us out. Leave um, leave your events that you want to go through, be it a WrestleMania, be it Masters, be it, I don't know, the Kentucky Derby, the college football championships, The the Super Bowl, as I said before, any big, Stanley Cup finals, any big major sporting event that you want to attend, let us know. We appreciate our listeners. The listeners are the lifeblood of our podcast, because if you weren't listening, we probably wouldn't be doing this. We probably would not be doing this. I also want to give a shout out to Ed and Rachel, who just got, Ed and Rachel Thomas, who just got married this weekend. Big shout outs to y'all. And also to Ed's brother who just subscribed to the podcast in the elevator. He hit the subscribe button. I'm pretty sure he's going to write, rate, review until everyone else that he knows. It's crazy how this word of mouth with the podcast happens when it comes to people. And they, oh, you got a podcast? Where is it? Oh, there's your picture. Oh, you got episodes? You got a five-star review? They like your podcast? Yeah, just go ahead and click that subscribe button. Rate. Review. Like. Tell your friends. Just tell everybody. Even if they don't listen to sports, tell them to come through and get entertained. We're not controlled by a major network. It's just the head of Creative Eddie Cool, the almighty Be live and Scotty D talking about sports. Matter of fact, take away all the fancy names and the titles and everything. We're just three guys talking about sports the way we want to talk about it. Unscripted. Unrehearsed. Yes, we like to keep notes. As you hear, we like to keep notes because we don't want to sound stupid. We're not professionals, but... We want to sound good while we're doing it, so check us out. Continue to show love. You can also reach us at our Facebook like page at the Sports Bros Podcast, home of What Hoppin' Wednesdays by B Live and your very own Eddie Cool's Tranquilo Thursdays. You can also check out B Live on Facebook at Twitter at This Be Your Boy B Live, and that's spelled T H S B E Y A. B O Y, B Live, this be your boy, B Live. And uh, whether Scotty D knows it or not, we're going to give him an Instagram account. And the name will be 2 for IG. That's coming soon. And you can also check out the Money Man Scotty D on Facebook or in front of a TV watching a sports game. That's what he does. He's the Money Man, Scotty D. I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Like I said, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. You don't have to pay for it, and the best thing about it, it is free. You don't have to spend no money. Only thing you got to do on your end, if you listen on your cell phone, is pay your phone bill and pay your internet bill, and voila, you're going listen to us every Tuesday right here. At the Sports Bros Podcast. And also, you can check me out, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. I'm on Twitter, which I got to get back on eventually. I don't know. I don't do Twitter like I used to, but I got to get back on the heavy because that's where it is. You can catch me at The Real Eddie Cool on Twitter. That's The Real Eddie Cool, cool with a K, all one word on Twitter. And also, Instagram, Cool Season, all one word. That's K O O L, Season, Cool Season, all one word. And also, you can check me out on Snapchat too, at supercool five thousand. And I'm also on Facebook as well too, at the Sports Bros Podcast page. Just doing what I do, just dropping tidbits of funny gifts and everything sports related. It's great. I love it. And with that being said, for the Almighty Be Live, the Money Man Scotty D is be the head of creative. Eddie Cool here at Sports Bros Podcast. We want to tell you, thanks for listening. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. Take care of yourself. And guess what? If you can, just do something nice for someone else as well too. This is Sports Bros Podcast. Thanks for listening.